Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, crappy quiz and a slight tangent. World Cup B is growing on me. (laughs) (laughs) As a name. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. So many critics, these pundits. Generally speaking, I'd be a fan of off the ball. Exactly, and like Tommy knows his football, obviously, listening to football pod the odd time. And when I was looking at the power rankings, and I thought that Jesus Owen must still be feeling the effects of these mushrooms. But they just dismiss you like, you, you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. Tommy. Tommy Rooney. Morning, Jer, how are you? How's Shane? Morning, Tommy. I'm very well. Is that a, is that a Meath Hill top or is that a Cratlow top? It's a Meath Hill top, yeah. Ah, very good, yeah. Paying due deference to where, my, you, where you come from. True, yeah. I have plenty of Cratlow gear, but they're the same colours, so oh, very handy. Is that why you picked them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good. Okay, let's get into this because there's lots to get to. This is the end of the beginning, not the beginning of yeah. the end. Yeah, it's a... I'm not going to say it's a correction. It's a... It's a confirming of the facts of what we know before we get into the championship. There will be, obviously, lots of changing this year in championship because we're going to get a lot of football matches. We're going to get a lot of games. There's going to be a round-robin series in about five weeks' time. So we can do the power rankings as many times as we want this year, lads. People aren't, good news. People aren't ready for the round-robin. And no. I think people aren't ready for a good team dropping into the Talton Cup and then not caring enough about it and missing the opportunity to to do stuff. I think all sorts of storylines are going to emerge. So, um, that, I agree. That Derry under-20s story is rumbling on as well. Apparently there was a change in the wording of the motion proposed, which would have got Derry out the gap. But then when it actually got written into law, now they're not going to be out the gap. So we can talk about that a little bit later on. But let's get into it, right? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, slide four. London have moved, so they're still 32nd. A few changes here. Tipperary have stood back to 28. Longford are in 27th. They got a win. So this is taking into account the last round of games where there was obviously a little bit of shadow boxing and the league finals. Leash back to 26th. Failed care promotion. Leitrim, 25th. Right. Okay. Sorry. We, we have no graphics today. I just, I'm spotting that. Uh, 32 London, 31 Waterford, 30 Carlo, 29 Wexford, 28 Tipperary, minus 1. 27 Longford, plus 1. 26 Leash, down one and Leitrim also down one. Um, okay, so I, I can run through them and let you know then the, the yeah. kind of the movements. Twenty four position, Wicklow are up two, um, guaranteed promotion in that last kind of swing on the final day, and uh, we're unlucky against Sligo in the Division Four final. Sligo twenty third, they haven't really moved since the start. We kind of expected them to keep promoted. Antrim twenty second, Limerick twenty first, Offaly are down one to twentieth, Down are up one to nineteenth as they eye up Donegal in ten days time. Fermanagh in 18th, guaranteed promotion. Westmead, this will please a lot of people um, who've been giving me grief for having Westmead so high. Have slipped back to 17th ahead of the start of the championship. I do think that they will be higher come the end of it. I don't think we saw the real Westmead during the league. Mead, back to 16th, where they belong. Jerry, you mentioned a big team going into the Talchon Cup. I have a feeling Mead are going to end up in the Talchon Cup this year. Um, and it may end up being the best thing for this Mead side. Very, very young team, inexperienced. When I say maybe the best thing, I hope they treat it like they would do an All Ireland series and just get that game plan right. Will they though, Tommy? You know, like, will the players not head off? Much. Say it again, Chad. Will players not head off if the likes of me are in the Tottenham Cup? Uh, I think that's 
kind of no, like the round robin is going to be in May. Right? Too so early, you're going yeah. to get your three games yeah. in May anyway, and then you're into a quarter final. And I don't think you can play in the states anyway. I might be wrong on this. I don't think you can play in the states until your county is out of the All Ireland, out of the series, out of the Italian Cup. So right, you know they're going to have to wait anyway till meet her out. So obviously players will go anyways. That you, you'd never stop a player going. I don't think you should at the county level go and enjoy America. But I do think there are rulings in place that they. Certainly at the All-Ireland series, they have to be out. So I think it's the same in the Tatchen Cup. Um, you know, if they go, they go. Right. Tommy, this is the moment where the, the This Is Your Life music plays and uh, Eamon Andrews pops out with a big red book. This is going over most people's heads. Happy birthday, Tommy. Mm. Happy birthday, Tommy. Thanks, we're, lads. We're stopping for a moment to, ah, no. to acknowledge. Oh, Tommy, you better be prepared to be blushing, buddy. Uh, wrote it there Roisin who are we going with first we're going with Trevor Giles oh, hello Tommy how are you uh, Trevor Giles here um, big birthday congratulations to you from uh, one good mead man to another uh, I hear you're hitting a, a good milestone today so well done to you hope you have a great day Tommy enjoy it uh, we'll, we'll have Sam McGuire back on the banks of the River Boyne uh, before you hit your next big milestone so we, we'll keep the faith. Uh, Colin will have the lads flying before uh, come the championship and loads of good young underage mead footballers coming through the ranks. So uh, good good times are, are on their way. So, uh, But listen, enjoy today, Tommy. Uh, have a great one and we'll talk to you soon. Trevor Giles has the good genes. He looks like he could still play. Looks the same as he always does. He does. That, that is amazing. That is, that's class, lads. Oh, Actually. we're not finished, Tommy. It's only, oh. it's only getting going. Next, the man, the myth, the legend... Hi, Tommy, Sean Boyle here. I believe there's a, you're hitting the third decade. Great time, great time just to start your life. And if, if whatever you could do really would be try and keep the rest of the lads doing a little bit of work in there because they're codging off you all the time. Listen, have a great day, Tommy. We talk soon. Up the Royal. That's obviously uh, Paddy and James he's oh, talking about. <laughs> one last one for, one last one for, uh, where did you have them in the, in the power rankings number? Number 16, down two. And this is how you, you, you get repaid. Hi, Tommy. Colin O'Rourke here. I'd just like to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> it's hard to credit that you've survived 30 years of the wild west of North Mead and have come away from it unscathed. But they're a tough lot down there. We could do with a few of them on the Mead team at the moment. Things not going so well, but they're going to get better. We have lots of good young players coming through. And it's just a matter of people keeping the faith. We will get there. Anyway, Tommy, happy birthday. Keep up the good work. Uh, ah, that's class. That sounds a, a bit like a come and get me plea from the, the mead manager there. If you were <laughs> ah, just no, to, no, to no. redeclare your, your interest slash intention. Mm. You know, they could do with a bit of experience up in that full forward line. That is, uh, that's class. Lads. Thanks very much. I definitely milked this birthday. Um, so really appreciate it. That's brilliant. Thankfully, nobody told... Gilesy about the argument we had on Mount Rushmore a couple of summers ago. Oh, he was left off, was he, Tommy? Yeah, I think Gilesy just about didn't make the cut. Oh. Didn't go down very well. That's class. Uh, we can draw a discreet fail over that. We might come back to that in a few minutes' time. Let's. Um, Thanks very much. So 16, Meath, down to... And by the way, the Meath on the 20s are in action tonight. And I'm telling you, lads, there's a good group of players there. As Sean Boylan, Colin O'Rourke and Trevor Giles said, the good times are coming. But they are where they are at the minute. 16th. Cavan up to 15th. Um, they won the league final at the weekend, Division 3. Uh, they'll be quietly confident 
of facing who, whether it's Antrim or Armagh in the Ulster quarterfinal, Cavan will be happy at where they're at so far this year. So for Cavan to get into Sam Maguire, they need to beat Antrim or Armagh. Let's assume that for argument's sake that it's Armagh who'd be favourites to win that. Armagh would still be favourites against Cavan, but it's not beyond the bounds of possibility that Cavan could turn them over and then they've got to win one more game after that. Down or done a goal. Right. Again, eminently doable given the way the circumstances have fallen. But if Armagh were to just handle their business and come through that side of the draw, you wouldn't be terribly surprised at which point Cavan, you'd have to say, would be right there amongst the favourites for the Talton Cup, irrespective of who else is in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah and they, they got the job done at the weekend. There was probably times in that Fermanagh game where you were thinking Cavan were doing what they had done last year in the Talton Cup. I'm going to let a trophy slip away. Cavan, by rights, probably should have won the Talton Cup last year if you were looking at it on paper in advance. You know, it was a very good Westmead team, but people would have fancied Cavan going into it and they let it go down the stretch. Um, let's not forget Cavan won Ulster two years ago. So, three years ago. Yeah, COVID shortened, obviously. Uh, mm. So, Cavanagh, 15th. Kildare, up two. Back-to-back wins yep. at the end of the season. Everything's coming up. They're back, baby. Everything's coming up, Lily White. Look at it. And, you know, Glen Ryan and his charges steady the ship somewhat. There is a good bit of movement in this kind of middle tier, lads, because you got to move team somewhere. Like you got to... There, there's Kildare possibly higher than they should be, but, like, who else are you supposed to put there? Like, they are where they are. They survived. They finished fifth. Um, well they're scraping you know, into Sam Maguire by the skin of their teeth and skin of their teeth because they're that's not, they're not going to win their Leinster semi-final against the Dubs but they will enter a round-robin series and maybe they can get a bit of a kick then they're going to get three games and who knows there's only four counties who are going to be knocked out of the All-Ireland at the end of the round-robin series there's a preliminary quarter-final there where second position meet third position and that's before we get to an All-Ireland and that's possibly why we've got no break between the provincials and the league. We do love an old uh, sexy marketing nomenclature. It's a lot of games just to get rid of, of a handful of teams, isn't it? Preliminary quarterfinal. Mm, mm. So sexy. Mm, feel the preliminaries here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Why know. can't they just call it Wildcard Weekend and get on with it? Like, it's going to be wild. Sure, yeah. There's going to be some team yeah. who comes from this who are going to catapult forward on the back of a victory. No, nope, these are preliminaries. Don't pay any attention to it. You can ignore... Draw a discreet bet of it. Watch the hurling that weekend. It's probably going to be better. That's the message I'm taking from preliminary quarterfinal weekend. I know. We need a little bit of work on it. We need to Todd Bowley it up. Tommy, I have a quick question for you. So you, you, the likes of Cavan there up to the 15th, I agree with you. I think they are deserving of their place up to 15th. Do you feel a pressure based on how vocal a county's support might be on social media? Because the likes of Cavan... Shea, I'll be honest, are our conversation vocal. a couple of weeks ago where I made the point that a Cavan man couldn't bribe me and you said, well, they wouldn't anyway. That's been brought up to me a lot more on, about any other moment in the power rankings right. this week. I wouldn't say I've gone soft. I would just say that, you know, I needed to make a couple of corrections here and Cavan probably deserve it. Like, they've won... Uh, all of their games were the Antrim so I think, um, I think I think I'd probably still have Kildare uh, so Kildare are ahead of Cavan 15 Cavan 14 Kildare 13 Clare 12 Louth 11 Cork 10 Donegal 9 Monaghan no changes there that's a real I've done I my work here I, I couldn't be but like who who goes there like you know and Donegal Cavan possibly could be higher they could possibly could be higher but they're not guaranteed to play in Sam so what's the point in having them up there I know you're doing re- I know it's recency bias but um, there's only two teams have been in the top six in the country in the league in the last 10 years and mm-hmm. consistently for the last 10 years. They are Kerry and Monaghan. 
So Monaghan have been in Division 1 for 10 years next year. That means they've been in the top six in the country <laughs> in the league. Yeah, but this is the power ranking change. Yeah, they've just beaten Mayo, the only team to beat them. Jesus Kevin McStay's only defeat is Mayo manager. Mayo's B team, yeah. Yeah, listen. Again, in Castlebar, still a strong Mayo team. Get off the roundabout, Shane. Get off the roundabout. How many times have you gone around it at this stage? We know Monaghan survived. Fair play, brilliant. They showed serious resilience. But, let's face it, it's still a young group of Monaghan. They probably aren't the Monaghan that we've seen that... You know, peaked in the last decade, won a couple of Ulsters, got to an All Ireland semi final, didn't they? Yeah, or did they? Did. They? they did twenty eighteen. They got yeah. to an All Ireland semi final. You know, they're very unlucky. A couple of years. You're sleeping on them. Aren't there yet. I'm not saying they won't get back there. No, nope. they're not there yet. I'm quite happy for you to sleep on them. That's well, fine. I don't think we are. By the way, the Monaghan Twenties have in the preliminary round a couple of weeks ago beat Cavan, uh, or sorry, beat uh, Armagh by two points. Uh, last last weekend they beat Cavan. A good Cavan under twenty team, all right, and they have uh, Down coming up in the semi finals. Okay, They're a okay. good team. Okay, you're you're Shame. you're. No, this is not local radio, Shane. <laughs> uh, that segment is over. We're not talking about it, Monaghan anymore. Let's do a bit more roll with their Roisin. So uh, some of some of Tommy's colleagues. Here's what they have to say. We're going to start with the football pod guys. Tommy, thirty years of age. Happy birthday! It's it's all downhill from here. I have to say. Uh, I was texted during the over the weekend. You had a great run in your twenties, but imagine my own thirtieth birthday. I never started another match for Dublin. Literally, the day I turned thirty, I was dropped by Jim Gavin. So, um, you shouldn't have any issues like that. Um, you're young, you're fit, you look great. Have a great week celebrating this because you really should make the most of it. Uh, hope Schieffer's looking after you and Bailey, and yeah. Enjoy the the big trio. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Ruthless from Jim Gavin. What did uh, James O'Donoghue have to say? All right, Tom. Just want to wish you a very happy birthday from the kingdom. The baby of the football pod finally becoming a man. It's funny actually because a lot of people ask me, "What age is what age is Tommy Rooney?" I say twenty nine, and they go. Jeez, I would have sworn late forties. <laughs> so you're you're getting there. Uh, but no, on a serious note, hope you had a great birthday, and maybe this year you get that call you want off Colin Murdoch. Happy birthday, Tom. It's really Colin Collins you want the call from. But anyway, uh, there's one final one that we're going to do for now. This is the most devastating one that we've ever had. Tommy Rooney, how's it going? A very happy birthday to you. The big 3-0, which uh, I'm sure you pointed out to Colm O'Rourke in multiple unanswered WhatsApp messages, means that your best years are still very much ahead of you at this point. Um, really miss the chats, really miss uh, catching up with you. Tommy, really enjoyed that last conversation we had last summer, for example, where you told me in no uncertain terms that my life would be in danger unless I quit my job and left the country immediately uh, so that you could uh, pick up the mantle as being the custodian of the power rankings. Uh, really miss the, the letters you used to send to my family home, uh, warning us that we were in grave danger unless we all fled the country with immediate effect in order for you to take up the role of power rankings chief executive. So, yeah, looking forward to catching up again soon, Tommy. Looking forward to seeing you. And um, just one other thing, quick word of warning, watching the Instagram very, very closely, a couple of worrying developments. It seems that with the great responsibility of the power rankings has come a great sense of inflated ego. And we're seeing more of you on the Instagram, we're seeing more of the power rankings on your Instagram, and we are unfortunately seeing less of your incredibly cute dog, Bailey. 
which culminated in a, a series of pretty grim allegations over the course of the weekend and some photographic evidence that suggests that you actually turned your dog into a birthday cake, which is uh, quite troubling news indeed and uh, I don't want to ruin your birthday or anything but uh, I would suggest that you come out and clear up these allegations with immediate effect otherwise uh, your 30th will be um, will be ruined to be quite honest with you so I hope we can get that cleared up Tommy uh, have a good one Sigmund That's Freud that was a lovely one by the way the sunglasses are brilliant Sigmund Freud well I saw the sunglasses there in the corner of my eye he's looking well um, I can clear up those allegations. I was absolutely, I was equally horrified as I was amazed by the birthday cake that was presented to me at home in Mead. So um, it was my mum and sister who came up with that idea and uh, I couldn't eat it until I had about eight points into me. It was nice, but when mum said, do you want to bring it home with you? I couldn't, I couldn't bring it home. So It looked exactly yeah. like your dog to be It fair. wasn't actually Bailey though, just for the record. No, it wasn't actually based on Bailey. It wasn't, it wasn't actually based on Bailey. I saw the photo they used and Bailey's asleep, so I'm not going to wake him up. Okay. Uh, last one for now. Who's this? Good morning. I just wanted to wish Meath Hill's finest, Tomas Rooney, a very special and a happy 30th birthday. I hope all's good, my man. Enjoy it all. You're cracking on a bit now, Tommy. Um, now residing, of course, in the west of Ireland, where, if anything, that will truly make a man of you. Uh, enjoy it all. Doesn't seem two minutes ago since uh, I joined off the ball and you were my wingman. But anyway, take it easy. All the best. That looked like he's wearing silk pyjamas. Life's good. Right, let's keep going. Happy birthday, Thanks, Tommy. Dad, you're Happy very birthday. good. Just a little we, note here. You know, you, you aren't giving me that much grief, but Claire 13th, Corker 11th. Um, Claire 3-1 at the weekend. And I had called down very early on in the in the football pod this year and I got berated by James and Paddy for it they're now 7-4 to four heading into the Donegal game this weekend you know there's there's a couple of very very tight matches there's nine matches in championship this weekend there is a danger that the likes of Leitrim and Sligo could get caught away from home they're going into the bear pits in London and Ryslip and in Gaelic Park in New York there's always kind of you know eyes on New York early days to see who they have like what's what's going on and um, they've got a, a pretty solid team out there, a couple of strong Galway players and uh, a couple of late additions as well. So there's going to be some very tasty games this weekend. Keep an eye on the nine of them. OK, so plenty um, of Into slide one. Yeah. So a couple of changes here. Roscommon are eight. Armagh are seventh. Tyrone have moved up one to six. So they've swapped with Armagh there. Roscommon possibly hard done by Derry Dublin. I made this change last night, lads, after midnight. So I don't know if I was right to do it. But I've gone with my gut. I've gone with what I've watched and what I've seen and I've put Mayo into second place and I've swapped them with Galway there. A lovely little bit of needle during the game, after the game and it, if we get and Roscommon, I hope they rattle the cages and I hope they, they turn it all, turn up the books this weekend but if we get Mayo Galway in two weeks that is going to be a cracker. So number one is Kerry, number two is Mayo, number three is Galway, number four is Dublin, number five is Derry, number mm. six is Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Armar 7 and, and Ross Conrad. I have to say, I think that um, we might have seen Derry's ceiling and I'm basing this off the fact that so much has been made of the the tiny little squad they have. Like, we'll talk about this a little bit later with David Brady, but um, they, the squad is so small that this under-20s thing is actually going to have a negative impact on them. And how do you go from having a really good defensive structure to having no defensive structure against the dubs? Like, yeah, uh, there's so a couple I, of things there. 
James and Paddy are adamant that Gallagher is going to play the 20s that he needs and they're not going to play the 20s championship. Okay. He's adamant that that's going to happen. They think it needs to be a horse-for-course approach depending on the county and the alignment between the board and the team and the manager. We obviously saw the blowout in Mead a couple of years ago with Bernard Flynn and Andy McEntee. Now in Mead at the minute, there's an agreement in place between Colm O'Rourke and John McCarthy that O'Rourke won't go near the 20s even though there's a good clatter of footballers there that he'd probably love to have involved. They're going to stay going. There's a good team there. They're convinced that Derry are going to effectively take the lads away from their 20s team and put the priority in the senior championship because that's a tricky game against Fermanagh they got coming up after that. Have we seen their ceiling? I wondered last year have we seen their ceiling when they got to the All-Ireland semi-final and they fell short against Galway. I wasn't sure that they had added enough this year. Like In fairness to them, they, they've added a few bits and pieces. McAvoy going full back, who was missing at the weekend, has freed up Rodgers to play the way he's playing in midfield. Chris McCaig wasn't there at the weekend. The wheels kind of come off when glass went off. It is a thin team. It is a thin panel. And they didn't even have Lock and Murray and a couple of players come off the bench late on, which made the difference in other games. I do think that there are limitations with this Derry side. But I'll say it again. I've said it a couple of times this year. There are limitations with every single one of the contenders this year. Okay. Positives and negatives with all of them. Derrys have probably been exposed and are more obvious. I think Tyrone are ahead of Derry, actually, given the fact that they, as a squad, know what it takes to win an All-Ireland. And granted, they did it under fairly remarkable circumstances with the game being postponed and then being back on and um, and then just the performance in the semi-final and final. Like that, that's the type of thing that stands to you. Go on. Don't forget, though, think of the savage depth Tyrone had back then. And yeah. It all fell apart after that. Even their their X Factor coming off the bench, Connor McKenna, like he was a huge addition back then. They had Mac, they weren't even starting were they starting McShane and Canavan that year? Did McShane end up getting a starting bird? No, you know, like he comes off the bench too. Off, yeah. Yeah, no, they had an incredible bench, but uh Canavan has stepped up and that under twenties team from last year was fairly impressive and they're starting to be an influx of new blood at training and there's just enough now so I think I do think that they turned things around in the league and I, I did think that when they were all Ireland champions that there was a significant cohort of that team that's very, very good. And they're still there. So I, I would actually have them ahead of Derry at the moment. Where are you on Galway Mayo? Well, uh, I, I think Galway are third and Mayo are fourth, right? Just Ooh. on just on the basis of uh, Galway have strength and depth. Their best players aren't playing at the very limit just yet. And that Mayo have come out and have gone for this early to try and get that confidence going, to get that rolling ball going, because it's so difficult sometimes to stop. But I, I just think that um, Galway, the whole thing about losing the finals, Liverpool lost about four finals in a row under Klopp before they eventually exploded. And I just feel like Galway have not been trying to win the league, but right? The, and they've managed to build the, significant depth. The nature of the power rankings is reactive, so you can't have the league champions in fourth. Uh, you know, I can I can do what I want. You can you can have your own little. So uh, it, the nature of the but power rankings is Dublin in second. What? You've got Dublin in second. No, I don't. Who do you have second? second? Carrier second. What? And Dublin yeah. first. I think I think we've seen what? we've seen a, a transformation in Dublin. I think we've seen if you if you look at the team right, uh, if you look at the team at the end of the league, Con is fit, James McCarthy is fit, Mannion is fit. Uh, now I don't know what McCaffrey I don't know what's going on with McCaffrey I would like to have seen more of McCaffrey and potentially a full game at the weekend I don't know what his level of fitness is like but that's a different team this year than it was last year they have uh, 
a strength and depth which we haven't seen from them. They have an ability to change the game. And also, they now seem to have decided that there's a game plan where we're actually going to try and beat teams by scoring goals. Uh, I think there's been a transformation. If, if say, say you went into the last year's uh, game between Kerry and Dublin, but you knew that Com was going to play and you knew that Mannion was going to play and that if they need him from the bench, you have uh, Jack McCaffrey. Uh, is, it still a, is it still a last second free from Sean O'Shea to win the game for Kerry or does that change things significantly? Don't forget, and I, and I understand what you're saying here, but don't forget that Kerry should have been seven or eight points clear in that first half. They weren't. Sorry, James McCarthy wasn't fully fit last season either for for ages. Totally. And so I'm I'm now saying that I have McCarthy fully fit. I have Conor Callahan, who I wasn't sure was going to get back to the same levels, but it looks like he's getting back there in in terms of his explosiveness. And I have Paul Mannion in the team. So does that team get seven or eight points down against Kerry? We, we don't know yet. Look, we haven't seen those Dublin lads together yet. It is. It is. I would say they're all quietly confident in Dublin that. Um, they've got enough out of this league and they've had enough people return with all Ireland medals in their back pocket and Clucks and Mannion McCaffrey can't be in fit. But like, I've been very reluctant to move Dublin and Kerry so far this year because, as you said about Galway, they'll be quietly happy with how the league went and what they've got out of it. You know, Mayo moving in second, Grant, you know, a lot of bluster about them at the minute, but that's going off what we're seeing. They are actually, they have changed. There is a difference there and there is a bit of a... Um, there is a bit more of a structure to how Mayo are played. They're probably the team that have changed the most from last year, from how they played under Horn. The Dubs, Jer, are they going to go more direct? Like, did that kind of just happen against Derry because they weren't kicking points and didn't have people to kick points? They don't have Flynn's and Connolly's anymore to flick over points from 45 yards when they're playing against a blanket defence. Nothing else is working for them. And I would argue that, apart from Con's directness, there was an element of flukiness. The first goal was a square ball. First like goal was definitely square ball. I did, but, uh, the, but third, the fourth goal was a fluke. Before the and first goal was scored, there were multiple goal chances in the first half, and one of them comes from John Small, who blasts over and is like killing himself. Like, oh, I can't believe I did that, and then gets the opportunity to fix it in the second half. I was like, okay, that's uh, you know the 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 AI is learning here, and it's becoming did you smarter see the shot than us. Afterwards, laughing after Small buried it into the back of the net. <laughs> yeah, I wonder did Clutson have forwards in him at halftime. I don't know, but it was certainly there. You go. Um, Value of bringing them back already. Look, uh, you're sceptical about it. I, you know, I'm not sceptical oh, no, about no, it. No, 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 I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Well, I, I just want to know what game Jar's playing here. Like, to have Dublin at the top of any power rankings at the moment. Well, uh, the vast majority of the panel have uh, six yeah, All-Irelands, or four All-Irelands, or three and a half All-Irelands. Like, many of them know exactly what it takes to win. And so, so they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not top. They, like, I, 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 I can have the argument maybe third but like power rankings they're not top like this isn't a legacy power rankings this is the no, exactly. up to date yeah, yeah. Do we, do we yeah. so Mannion and so the, uh, the, the players on the bench are going to be Scully Costello Howard uh, Paddy Small they're, they're suddenly the bench has gone from having nothing on it to having loads on it and uh, I don't know if that happens they'll walk the All-Ireland this year what do you mean if that I happens? I don't know if we're going to see that. I don't know if the stars are going to align the way that they're trying to get them to align. At the moment, everybody's fit, which is really unusual and has been unusual for them. And look, here's the thing. Khan gets injured in the first game, does a hamstring or whatever, and is kind of just back in time for preliminary quarterfinal weekend. Then it's a, it's a different scenario. But as it stands, if, if James McCarthy is fully fit for the whole, for the rest of the thing, 
Like, that's at a level that he hasn't been at last season. I, I just, I don't know. We got to go. We got to go. But, okay. So you're Thanks saying, for all the you're saying Carrier won. May or I don't two. think Kerry have moved. I think Kerry are happy out. Everyone's talking about them going to Portugal this week. They have three weeks to get ready. They're going to breeze through Munster. And even if they don't, they're still in an All-Ireland series. They're going to be first seeds if they get through Munster in the round robin. They're going to be perfectly primed. They've been able to time their run. I would say the Dubs are in a similar boat. Galway and, and Mayo, like they're going to be fine as well. I do think that is going to be an absolutely sensational uh, July and late June. There's probably going to be a little bit more like the league that we've seen over the next six, seven, eight weeks. It's going to be good games, but we're not going to get a full picture of who the real contenders are. All right, that's this week's episode of the uh, Power Rankings. Tommy knows his football, obviously, listening to football pod the odd time. And I was looking at the Power Rankings and I thought that Jesus' own must still be feeling the effects of these mushrooms. 